Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything, from T-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets, and of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection, or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code staple two zero. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rated E for everyone. Ten and up. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into the street. I left her some guano. Hey, podcast people. This is that story show where funny real life stories take the spotlight. It's episode 446, brought to you the week of August 24th, 2023. I'm your host. My name is James Kinnison, and my good friend is here. Hey, <laughs> he, he's mostly here. His 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 phlegm is here. Yeah, I'm here. Apparently, wow, where did that come from? That's awkward. I'm sorry. It's all right. Totally ruined the joke that I was going to tell you, too. You so. should have practiced talking before you get on the podcast. Do your pun. Just, come on, do your joke. Hey, James, did you? I got a food fact for you. It's more of a food fact. Okay. Than a, okay. Uh, so, French fries. Yeah. Weren't originally. Cooked in France. Yeah. They're cooked in Greece. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Greek fries. I hate that joke. I, I hate it right now, but I love French fries. I took all the joke sound effects out of the sound effects launcher. So the ba dum bump yeah. is gone, and so is the wonk, wonk, wah. So you earned one. Uh, how about this one? People, nice. people laughing, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I still kept Greece, that one. Those Greek fries, they'll do it to you. <laughs> we have to do this. We have to introduce our guest. He has been wowing audiences for over 10 years, blending uplifting comedy, music, personal stories, and pop culture into his interactive shows. He has a new comedy special called Oracle of Dry Bar on Dry Bar, of course. And he's a regular on SiriusXM. He's been featured on Fox, ABC, San Francisco Chronicle. He MCs award shows. He's won Best Director for his documentary called David's Ark. He's written a hilarious mystery novel called Lone Star Lance. He lives in LA with his wife, two sons, and his dogs, introducing the one and only 
David Studebaker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Look at all the stuff he's done. What have you done with your day, John? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. I, nothing at all. I I spent the I day I spent the day stalking David Studebaker online. So nice. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm Welcome sorry. to the show. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is this is an honor. I'm I uh you know, it's not every day that you get to hang out uh with your which I know this may not be for the audio or the visual, but your Discord room, bunch of great people. I they may have misgendered one of them. That's fine. But you know what? They're great people. And you, the profile picture, there was a man directly in the middle. What am I going to do? You know what? That's fine. Great to be here. <laughs> well, yeah. we always start with an opening story. This one's called Toilet Water Trauma. It's from Eden in Helena, Montana. I hope I'm saying that right. This is Eden. And I wanted to tell you about the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. It started on a regular, completely ordinary day at home. I had a feeling that I had to relieve myself. So I went to the bathroom and after finishing going, as you do, I flushed the toilet. But little did I know that someone else before me had clogged the toilet. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, the kind of clog that you can't see until you flush the toilet and the water goes up instead of going down. Yeah, it started overflowing all over the floor. I knew I had to clean up the water before I got my parents' help, so I reached in the cupboard to get some towels to soak up the mess. But to my shock, there were no towels in the cupboard. All that I could do was find a washcloth, there was a freaking rug, and a hand towel. There was so much standing water on the floor that the water completely penetrated and soaked everything I tried to put down. I completely panicked. I knew I couldn't just casually walk downstairs and be like, hey, uh, you know, mom, how are you doing? Guess what? Uh, there's a quarter inch of water in the bathroom. No, I had to clean up the water uh, any way possible. So I looked down at my clothes <laughs> and I said to myself, with great honor comes great sacrifice. I proceeded to take off my clothes, throw them on yes. the floor and attempt <laughs> yes. to soak up the water. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> Full well commitment, done. 100%. The water <laughs> entirely soaked my clothes, and they didn't even help. They didn't do anything. Oh. <laughs> I gave up on the idea of cleaning the water. I figured I'll just run to my room real quick, right across the hall, no big deal, get some clothes, and go get mom. And just as I was about to make my little streak across the hall, the worst thing possible happened. My dad comes <laughs> clomping upstairs. <laughs> so now... Running to Keep my room is not an option. So dad would see what? me. <laughs> dad would see me. You know, he saw me my whole freaking childhood. But, you know, now right. suddenly no, it's a big deal. So I looked down at my sopping clothes and I got an idea. This is where it gets really, really crazy. I grabbed oh, my no. soaked clothes off the floor no. and I put them back on. That's gross. <laughs> Sorry, Eden. That's gross. If it. <laughs> What what's the saying, James? If it if it if falls once it thing, goes into a certain thing, it belongs to that thing. Like if you had a tooth that. fall out, like a crown or something, and it fell mm. into poop, it now belongs yeah, to the poop. You it can't clean it and put it's it back tooth. in. And once clothes go into pee pee water, it belongs to the to the sewers now. So it, it well, actually, can I can I make an argument? Yes, urine is urine is sterile. Urine to me, different ball game. Yeah, poop. If there are if there's 
diarrhea or poop or poop remnants. That's when it's been claimed. Urine, sterile, not worried no, about it. No, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on urine because I... <laughs> but also, it depends on whose urine, too. If it's my own urine, not worried about it. You know, really? like, I mean, there's people who like I pee, pee on themselves the for fun. People drink their own pee. I, mean, I know, and they're, you know? they're crazy. I am in Los Angeles. We do crazy things here, all right? This is... Uh, <laughs> Well, but, you know, I just imagine her suiting up like freaking Iron Man, all these wet clothes slopping on her body. (laughs) But anyway, so now I can't run to my room. Dad would see me. So I looked down at my sopping clothes. I got an idea. I grabbed them off the floor, put them back on. I ran to my room and changed into fresh non-wet clothes, but left them on the dadgum floor to stink up Mm. the carpet. Then I told mom about the situation upstairs. So don't put on wet toilet water clothes, my friends. I'm probably still contaminated with toilet water over 99% of my body. That's my story. Hope it makes it on the show. Eden from Helena, (laughs) Montana. Thank you so much for your story. That was amazing. Oh Yes, congratulations. It made a good job. You know, honestly, it's very rare that a story makes me laugh out loud. When I read that, I was in here by myself <laughs> laughing my butt off. And then it, I, I was laughing at the put the water, you know, clothes in the water. And then she freaking puts them back on. That That's next level. Yeah, that's the twist. That is the twist. Oh. That's uh, wow. <laughs> it's dedication. Impressive. Yeah. Well done. What I want to know is, I mean, those must have been some like very disciplinary parents because. Uh, yeah, she was so scared. I, 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 yeah, like I, you got to be really afraid of those parents. Be like, yeah, I'll put on poop clothes just to not have them be mad at me. That's true. There, yeah. there are children that have probably died because their friends saw them get injured, and they're more worried about telling mom yeah. than yeah. getting their friend help. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sounds like a Stephen it King wasn't novel. Even Sorry, her fault. It's kind of dark. She didn't. She didn't clog the toilet. Somebody yeah. else did. It. Yes. That's also a good point. Again, very good point. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Let's do some news nuggets. Suburban Detroit woman says she found a live frog in a spinach container. This comes from Southfield, Michigan. A woman in Southfield, Michigan, rather, got a fright when she discovered a live frog in a pack of spinach. From a local grocery store. Hey, it sounds like cereal box in the 80s to me. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> get a, get a free pet. Alive. Yeah. You get a free pet. <laughs> Amber Warrock purchased the sealed spinach package from a store. Her daughter found the live frog inside and screamed. She returned the package and the frog <laughs> to the store oh. to get a full refund. Because if you don't bring back the frog, you're not going to get all your money back. Should get a bonus. The frog was released by the store workers. Here's the kick, though. The Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development now is expressing concern because they couldn't confirm if the frog was a freaking native to the state. Ah. You know what? If it's not, it's going to die lonely. So <laughs> why does it even matter? Anyway, the incident was reported to the U.S. FDA. Taylor Farms, the owner of Earthbound Farm, apologized and empathized their commitment to quality veggies and slimy pets. No, I added that point. Quality pest-free veggies. So, kids, if you want, if you want a new friend, you heard it. Taylor Farms. That's the kind of spinach I, I, you want. 
I will say as a, um, once again, uh, frou-frou Californian who, who is obsessed with his, who literally, and this is true, when I'm in a new town, uh-huh. again, my, my buddy James, who's my opener, who's a very strong, uh, strong man, unlike me, he makes fun because my, my happy place, when I get to a new town to perform, the first thing I do is if they have a Whole Foods, I go there uh-huh. and it gets me into my happy place and I feel comfortable. So that being said, uh, I am that annoying person. However... The organic, like the the organic, like Earthbound Farms and some of the other organic companies, like they're labeling for things. It, the virtue signaling on their labeling annoys me so much. Like they, I mean, they'll probably start putting no frogs in this. Like there was a laundry detergent. I, I it was eco friendly laundry detergent, and I swear to you, it had a stamp on it that said certified gluten free. Wow. What, what are we doing? Who is that? Oh, that's for the Tide Pod kids. Yeah, but like if you're if you're kicking back tall glasses of laundry detergent, I think you have bigger problems than gluten. Okay, like are there are there people like like eating like people with celiac disease? There's just tons of people with celiac disease who who wash their clothes and then eat them. Like my socks Benedict have, has gluten in it. Get me the EpiPen, honey. It's really crazy. I, they they really need to relax. And I swear, there's going to be a frog. There's going to be a frog label now. Yeah. I pr- I promise you, they will have a frog. Hundred percent frog free. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Might yeah, this become certified, their... certified frog free. Delayed Noise. passengers growl after a bear escapes from a crate in a cargo hold of an Iraqi plane in Dubai. Before I begin, <laughs> I fly <What>? southwest <laughs> to ev- oh. avoid the possibility of ever being on the same plane with a freaking bear. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Baghdad. Wait, didn't they put a bear on the tail on that? Pl- oh, that's Frontier. Never mind. Yeah. Baghdad. Our Iraqi's prime minister has ordered an investigation. <laughs> the prime minister into how a bear escaped from his crate in the cargo hold of an Iraqi aircraft as it was due to depart from Dubai airport, leaving passengers disgruntled over the delay and causing a stir in social media. You have to pay extra on Spirit Airlines just to not have the bear next to you. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> it's an upcharge. Yeah. Uh, you, you get on, you can buy spinach, you get a frog. You get on an airplane, you get a free bear. You know, yeah, right, a, the exactly. bear experience Sounds is like extra. A- we won't give you a glass of water, but you get to come pet the bear during yeah. the flight. Airways said it wasn't to blame for the bear's escape. The bear did it. He had you know a little lockpick set. The crew worked sense. with authorities in the United Arab Emirates, which dispatched specialists. Did you know you could specialize in removing a bear from a plane? <laughs> you can. Yeah. Because there are specialists who sedated the animal <laughs> and removed it from the plane. A video clip circulating on social media showed the plane's captain apologizing to passengers. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to let you know that uh, if you look at your right, <laughs> the bear is asleep and it is being moved right along with all your baggage. And the baggage he ate. <laughs> We'll be getting off the ground in just about 15 minutes. Thank you for holding. They had a takeoff delay because the bears escaped from its crate in the cargo hold. All that uh, bum around and growling you hear, that is a bear. In accordance with the law and procedures and standards approved by the International Air Transport Association, the bear was carried out. So apparently they had freaking rules and regs in effect that weren't followed that led to the prime minister of the whole country to get involved. Could you imagine? (laughs) Prime minister. I mean, how big of a bear was it? (laughs) 
Like was it was it a, like a cub? Yeah, was it was it a you know Dubai? I have to imagine it's somebody rich that owns it. Maybe it rode a ball. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it was a, a circus bear. Maybe it had a little vest on. You know, I don't know. <laughs> He's my pet, man. Oh. Keep him in a little crate like they keep the dogs in. <laughs> The freaking crate was useless because the bear got out. So yeah, we got a couple of announcements I need to get through real quick. Hats are available uh, at c.com slash NLcast. Get them while they last. I say that because I want it to seem like they're going fast. I'm not selling a freaking one of them. I mean, they were popular for a minute. Now I got two boxes of hats. Buy a freaking hat. Etsy.com slash NLcast. If you love me, you'll do it. Subscribe to that story show's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at symbol, that story show. We're doing shorts a couple, three times a week, and they're fun and entertaining. If you love what we do here, you'll absolutely love what we're doing on YouTube. So check that out. And then uh, theme show. Remember our theme show. We're going to wait until we get enough content for it, and then we'll put it on. So you've got time, but do it now. Fears and tears. So let me just elaborate. Mm. If you have ever scared the crap out of somebody or somebody's scared the crap out of you, we want those <laughs> stories. We also want times you've made somebody cry and times yeah. somebody's made you cry. You can think back. Oh. Everybody's got that third grade story on the playground. You might not think it's funny, but I'm just wicked enough to think it is. So please do that for me. It's time for us to get into our featured story time. Let me tell y'all a story. Let me tell y'all a story. First, a quick word from our sponsors. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, David. I'm going to ask you some questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's a, it's a quiz, but it's about you, so you probably know all the answers. I hope so. I all hope right. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, I hope you studied. So tell me about your poop makers. Uh, well, I, I actually, I have four of them. I have four of them. I live, I, I have two dogs and a baby and a four-year-old. And mm. so, yeah, oh. there's a lot of, and they're both boys. They're both big boys. <laughs> so my entire life is poop. It's just a constant flow of poop. Yep. Uh, so I only do stand up just so to get much. away from the poop, just to escape, you know, for a couple hours, <laughs> uh, from the onslaught. Uh, but yeah, no, they're, material. uh, yeah. Right. And my, uh, my son, I, so I have a four-year-old and the baby. My four-year-old, um, my wife calls him Mini Me because he's like oh. we're we're best friends. We, we're, during COVID, um, like he was like a baby during the initial shutdown, and so I was just home all the time, and she was working at the time, so I was his primary caretaker for the first like year of his life, and so he and I are like extremely bonded, and his personality is very similar to mine. Um, so uh, yeah, he's he sweetheart even though he's bigger and stronger than me oh um already at age four and then the baby is wonderful mischievous uh and uh too smart for his own good he is uh it's gonna be a problem it already is a problem you, you shouldn't have a one-year-old <laughs> outsmarting you on a regular basis oh man they are so uh, slick so, 
They're so slick at that yeah. age. <laughs> yeah. And he gives looks like he he gives he's got the eyes of like a 55-year-old anarchist. Uh so uh, <laughs> So, yeah, but I'm no, watching it, you. It, yeah, no, but I love being a dad and uh they're they're a, a true blessing. Wow. I think the Menendez brothers had those kind of eyes when they were babies. Oh, yeah. So. Well, no, yeah. Watch out. Wow. <laughs> hopefully not that level. Uh, hopefully uh, <laughs> just more uh, subverting whatever we want him to do. Uh, just lock your door when you go to sleep, okay? Yeah, yeah. clearly. Or yeah, lock yeah, his. No, just never know. Two. Unless he's as good as a bear, and then, you know, yeah. it won't work. Uh, so, so tell me about your dogs. What kind of dogs do you have? Um, I have a Jack Russell Papillon mix, uh, and I have oh. a Yorkie poo. Yorkie so, poo. Uh, extremely non-masculine dogs. Yeah, uh, no, that's fine. Little Yorkie poo. Yeah. My mother is a dog breeder. And so I know about oh, wow. the accident called the Yorkie poo. I know about hey, that. You know what? Ah. It shouldn't be an accident. That, <laughs> that dog, I will say. It might have, it, it, even though I make fun of, it, he is the perfect dog, yeah. in my opinion, because he's hypoallergenic. Uh, he's like 15 pounds. He likes to play, but he will lay on you for like 15 hours That's straight. You perfect. could, you could, he, he will, he, hmm. whatever you want to do, he does. He is the most well behaved, like just perfect. Like the other one, the Jack Russell, she's a little crazy. Okay. Mm. Cause she's, she's got Pappy on. She, and she also, there was some weird breeding that was going on. So one vet said that she might actually have Fox in her because of the way her teeth, like the shape of her teeth. She's like, like we'll walk by literally like in our old complex, there'd be like uh, this really drunk guy. He'd walk around and multiple times over the course of a couple years when we were there, he'd walk by and just look at her and be like, what kind of dog is that? And then he would just he would just he would just walk away confused because she's gorgeous, but she has blue eyes and a bushy tail like a or like a oh, long wow. flowing tail like but but yeah, but she's all like white with spots and the big papillon ears and she even will like hunt like a fox. Like when when you take her and my other dog to the park, if the other dog gets far away, she will get into a crouch position and foxes when they when they hunt they they crouch and then they they pounce on and she will do mm. she will stalk him and then hop and pounce and when she was a baby she would make the fox distress noise when fox babies oh, are still So you'd have the answer to what's the fox say? Right? I do. Yeah, no totally. <laughs> so she's uh but she's but she's definitely like I mean she's still sweet but Definitely different ball game, but the Yorkie Poo. If I was going to pick like the perfect mix for me, yeah. Yorkie Poo, love them. Awesome. Tell me your journey story, uh, from what you did before comedy to where you are now. Just go, be awesome. Well, thank you. I guess so. The funny thing about what I like my journey in stand up is I started doing stand up full time when I was nineteen. Oh wow! So like my full my time. journey, yeah my my journey. Cool. I guess my journey started when I was six years old and a dentist put a filling on the wrong tooth. That was when ah. uh, I, the, and then the brace, I, I had braces twice. So basically oh, no. I had a lot of health problems growing up. Um, and like as a kid, I was a really good basketball player. And my best friend what, growing up, who he actually plays professional basketball now, uh, but he, like it was both of our dreams to become 
professional basketball players, but as he got bigger and blacker and I got skinnier and wider, it was very clear <laughs> one of us had a future. I was much better at making fun of the people he was dunking on right. uh, than actually playing. Uh, but I did. I had a lot of health problems, especially in like middle school. So I would I would watch, stay up late. I'd watch a lot of stand up and old sitcoms. And then I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and my aunt and uncle live in San Francisco. So they would take me to the Punchline when I was like fourteen. They started taking nice. me, and it's the. And if you, anyone doesn't know, the Punchline is one of the more legendary clubs yeah. in the country. Yeah. And um, to me, it's the perfect comedy club. Uh, but what was funny is. The uh, the first comic I ever saw live, I sat front row for Bobby Slayton, which um, I don't know if did, uh, you guys are you familiar. Basically, he's an old comic. He's called the Pitbull of comedy. He is one of the more hard edged, filthy comics of oh. the day. <laughs> um, so it was. Uh, but what he did is because I'd only watched stand up on TV and he interacted with the audience a lot. And I didn't know that was a thing at that point, especially because, you know, now, I mean, there's, you know, YouTube and Instagram and TikTok where people see crowd work. But at that time, you know, that wasn't a thing. So all you saw was just like Comedy Central or, you know, HBO specials right. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, seeing that and the, the and I do a lot of crowd work in my shows, it was just it that was really cool. And then also going to the punchline, which like seeing that there's like a middle class of comedy. Yeah. Cause you think like at that point in time, also you just basically knew like Jerry, you saw famous comedians in their specials, but I didn't realize there was like a, an, an, a, an, in like a, a like a working make class, a living. Yeah. yeah. You can make a living, not as being ultra famous. So, uh, so that was kind of when I got the bug. Uh, and I went to an arts high school, uh, where I, I, I studied, I focused was um, film and um, I actually my long story, but my health problems kind of continued and I was able to start college because uh, I had a really bad sleep disorder and which worked out great because stand up, you perform at night. So um, <laughs> it, it's I was like, like I was like one of the few fields that worked. Uh, but uh, I finished my first <laughs> two years of college by the time I was 18. And so I wow. started touring with a uh, rock band which i don't recommend okay do not open <laughs> when you're especially when you're new trying to do stand-up opening for a rock band is the absolute worst i can imagine thing. Yeah. like uh, the my, the worst one uh just quickly was they, there was a heavy metal venue that they did and i had to go out and open for them at the heavy which like I, i've never understood like mosh pits in general like i don't get the thing of like mm. i love this song so much i'm gonna punch you in the face oh, like yeah. you don't know I, I man don't, back in my day yeah, right oh. I, I i'm sure there's a, i'm sure there's a virtue to it but uh definitely not conducive to no. comedy uh but <laughs> i so i but i was kind of more hosting for them not really doing i hadn't like officially done like stand up and then the summer before my junior year of college um, I, when I was, I just turned 19, I performed for the first time and, uh, what was crazy is within like the first six months of doing stand up Cause I didn't have like, I, the kind of barrier that some people have in terms of stage fright, because I had done some theater, I had done acting, I, you know, <laughs> open for a rock band, which nothing can be worse than a stand up stage <laughs> than that. Uh, so <laughs> I I had a I had a really quick rise and I'm I'm still pretty physical on stage but I was really physical on stage at that time and so I was able to be entertaining at a level that maybe my writing wasn't and my life experience wasn't at that level um 
and also it was more of a novelty then to be a young comedian. Now, again, with the internet and with everything, it's it there's there's yeah. a lot of younger comics, but at that time it was like a yeah. thing. Um, and so, yeah, within like within a few months, like six months, I was I was like headlining shows. I was getting offers like for nibbles from CBS and MTV to host shows and do I and and what was fascinating though about that is I my I was not like a child star, mm-hmm. but like it like I was so not ready. Both my maturity, my ego, everything was not at all ready for even that like little yeah. success that I had. And I was you know. Uh, up until then, like, so I, the braces, so the braces, the reason I brought up the braces earlier <laughs> is I, so I had braces the first time in middle school. And this was like, I, this was the, the, the orthodontist I had, I think he hadn't updated his tools since like the Eisenhower administration, <laughs> because like, it was like, I had the headgear. Did you guys have headgear? I, have I never had headgear? braces. Never. Okay. I didn't okay. Know. It, well, John, you, what, what was the deal? Like head, headgear was like who came up with we're, we're going to put a miniature Bowflex power lifter in your in your <laughs> mouth and then they're yeah. like oh well you have options you can wear it at night and try to sleep with that torture I'm device sure, on your that face works. yeah or you can wear that during the day and wear that to school and i'm sure the school bullies will not notice at all <laughs> yeah. that you look like a 1950s cartoon character so um, right. yeah so i didn't your so headphones I, man leave me alone yeah exactly so then i had braces again in college uh, oh. the, those first uh, first I was like last year of high school first year of college which uh, I already looked like I was 14 so adding braces to that I was not exactly catnip for the ladies there and this is true my, my we were broke and my cell phone carrier the only cell phone I could afford was a virgin mobile pay-as-you-go flip phone which yes. uh, is the perfect phone to make sure you stay a virgin <laughs> Uh, so that was, uh, that was so, but I, I got my braces off my sophomore year. I started working out a lot. I, you know, started doing more theater and that was, and so the reason I bring that up is again, ego wise, I went from like, you know, kind of sickly braces, little guy to all the girls who rejected me in high school were, were like interested in me and I'm, you know, like the local paper was doing write-ups and there were TV nibbles, all that stuff. And I completely flamed out uh, oh. and I had a lot of issues oh. and, and it was like a year of like just really rough health problems, uh, like mm. crazy stuff. Like I, I had to have surgery on my throat and oh. it was just, it was some wild, it was a wild time. Uh, but uh, so, so yeah, so then I had to kind of rebuild and kind of mentally, physically, spiritually find the way to kind of do this in a sustainable way. Um, but yeah, so from there, it was just kind of slowly building up over the years, you know, working the clubs uh, in San Francisco, building kind of a, a name there. Then I moved to L.A. about seven years ago. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of mm-hmm. but the origin story uh, it definitely that that those early years were really crazy uh, when I first started out. That's crazy, but you were possibly the only comedian that's ever crowd surfed. So yeah, <laughs> or at <laughs> least had the go. opportunity. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't even have to carry guitar. You know the ironic thing. This is the funny thing about about um, the entertainment industry in Hollywood is when I started. I was very much like kind of egoic, all about me was, you know, was it, and, and I was getting nothing but opportunities. 
from like, you mm-hmm. know, things that could have accelerated me into a, like actual, you know, be, real fame. Once I kind of was like, you know what, I want to do this for for the love of bringing people joy. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I'm I'm coming from a really good place. Suddenly offers dried up completely. <laughs> and it's been like, you know, it's been a slow and steady like jump. But like, listen, a- MTV and CBS have not come calling no, see, ever since. You uh, had a chance uh, you know. <laughs> to sell your soul to the devil to and sell, you I didn't do it. Totally, yeah. So my second favorite question is how awesome is your spouse? Oh, I mean, uh, well, I mean, number one, she is the most amazing person I've ever met. So, and she's wonderful. But I mean, how else would I answer that? Even if she wasn't, I would have to, you know, like I, I don't she could be comments. just off camera. There's comedians, yeah. these, so these comedians who get on stage and they'll just like just rip their wives. Yeah. Sometimes the wife will be there. I'm like. What like I, I, no amount of laughter wow. would be worth yeah. the just awkwardness no. and horrible time at home if I was and I would never I mean my wife is a genuine living saint and I love her with all my heart but but even if she wasn't come on what are we doing like <laughs> right. I, yeah I, I'm too shrewd for that that's great that's great I want to stay married that's the other thing too I I uh, last year I did uh, uh, 24 shows headline 24 shows on uh, on a cruise ship. Um, uh, we can get to that. I got punched on one of those. Uh, that'll be the other featured story. <laughs> okay. I got punched at one. I see at, that on the news at a kid friendly show. Teasing <laughs> it for later, I got punched during a kid friendly show uh, on a cruise ship. Uh, but one of the reasons why I I don't do cru- I don't I don't do cruises much anymore, and I, I I always resisted doing them was I don't you know a lot of times when you're on a cruise ship you're gone for a long time. And you don't always have great Wi-Fi and you're kind of disconnected. Mm. And I don't like to be disconnected from my wife and from my kids um, for for too long of a time. Yeah. So that's great. Um, yeah, no, I I and and it's funny because like on stage, I'm very I do. I'm very kind of party ish on stage and I do a lot of fun things on stage. But off stage, I am the perfect comedian to be married to if you're a wife uh who, who not that my wife gets jealous, but like literally like I get off stage like and I go to my hotel and I eat crackers, I drink milk, and I go to bed. Like I don't, oh. I don't drink, I don't party. Look at you. I, and audience members will want to afterwards, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I that that was on the stage. I'm just, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed and disappoint you greatly. That's great. That's good to hear. That's that's how you live a long and healthy life in L.A. Right there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's your longevity. I, know I, I get a lot of offers, but uh, yeah. Well, I, and it's funny too because like on the cruise on that cruise ship they had like a chapel and like I sometimes I often like after each show I'd like dip into the chapel to try to wash <laughs> wash the cruise ship audience <laughs> off of me. No offense if there are some cruise ship audiences. I'm just saying yeah. they get a, a little wild. Uh, and uh, and sometimes people would see me and then they'd be like, "Wow, that's that's a surprising uh, after show party." Uh, so yeah, there you go. Well, uh, there, there's the wife. So, but yeah, she's amazing. She's and and it's it's wonderful because. We definitely blend really well in terms of our values and what we want uh, career-wise, too. Because there's an old saying, there should never be two headshots in a marriage. Mm. Uh, and uh, meaning, like, mm. two entertainers together is mm. is tough. And she definitely, um, you know, she doesn't like the spotlight. She's introverted. She And she loves being, like, she's a stay-at-home mom now. And she's always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And so it definitely, we're a good team. All right. Tell me quickly, if you can, 
you wrote a book. It's uh, on Amazon yeah. Kindle. It's on Audible. Tell me about your book, and also tell me about this David's Ark thing, the documentary that focused on people in places that protect animals and the environment. I want to hear about that. Yeah, so so the book uh, is Lone Star Lands. Look at that. Look Lone at that. Star Lands right there. There it uh, is. It is. It's definitely – it's the most – uh, it's my favorite thing that I've ever done in my career. It's very personal. Um, there's a lot of humor in it, and, um, and but like I, so I tried to make it humorous. And it's a mystery. It's very entertaining. It's a it's basically a fun, easy read through the whole thing. But I it was really freeing because you know with stand up you have to just like always be making people laugh and. And with even like I write, I have a degree in screenwriting and I write screenplays sometimes, but you're thinking about budgets and actors. And this was just fully freeing. I could put in whatever I wanted to do. Um, and so there's just a lot there. I, there's within it, uh, you know, I try to kind of because uh, in my family, there's a, there's lots of different, you know, uh, uh, people who have different views on religion, politics, all different kinds of things. Right. And I wanted to kind of have, have a book that show and we all coexist well. And I wanted to kind of have a book that co that could show that that kind of anyone could read this book and enjoy it and feel like they were properly represented in cool. it and be entertained and have a, a great mystery. And that it's been really nice over these. We I got the reader's favorite five star award. Um, and, uh, the audible, I narrated it. So, uh, you, if you want me, it, I, I do all the, you know, I do everything on that one. So, um, if, unless you're annoyed with my voice so far, <laughs> I didn't narrate it. Uh, but, uh, Different but favorite. yeah, so it's definitely, you know, and, and it takes, it starts out in San Francisco, um, and then it goes to Texas. Um, and, and there's, uh, there's just a lot, there's, there's a lot there. It, there's secret societies and, and secret theater clubs and murders. And it just, it gets really wild. Um, so, and it, all the proceeds go to a very good cause. Um, they all go to, um, paying for my son's diapers. So the, uh, the, the, the Baker diaper foundation very much appreciates you getting it on audible or Amazon. I right, drop that uh, name yeah, again. I, drop that title again. What is it? Yeah. It's Lone Star Lance, like this, Lone like Star the Lance. state of Texas Lone the Lone Star state. Um, and, uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. By, I just and downloaded it's, yeah. it. Sorry. Oh, thank you. I mean, thank you. I'm honored. I to, appreciate it. Yeah. I'll spend an audible credit on it. Thank you. I, I, I yeah. appreciate that. Thank I didn't download you. it for free, just in case you were thinking that maybe <laughs> I bootleg it. No, so. I, I'm. I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate that, John. Thank you. And uh, yeah, no, it, it definitely. It's been cool. The other thing, and I'll I'll stop droning on about it. But the other thing that's been really cool about it is it has made my shows. It's given a, even more meaning to my stand-up shows because I mm -hmm. sell them after shows, and I I get to. You know, because not all shows are. Some are kind of rugged and tough, but it it it's like any any author would die to have a book signing like oh, that, yeah. where you have you know yeah. that many people there. Where you so it it really you know it's been really cool. Um, and uh, cool. I yeah. So and, and and again teasing the featured story. There's a tidbit in the featured story about the creation <laughs> of that book. Uh, so, All right. yes. and then David's arc, <laughs> yeah. David's arc, just quickly, uh, that was, uh, it was a show that kind of developed. Interestingly, we just started doing some, we just shot for fun, some stuff I wanted. I got kind of, 
I love animals and and I love, you know, I love the planet. And I felt like, you know, a lot of the discourse was very much dominated by people, kind of loud voices on either side on that. And to me, like most people are just trying to like make a living and they'd like to help out, but they, you know, sometimes it feels like such a massive thing or it's confusing or whatever. And so I just wanted to have a show that was like funny with me because I'm a dumb, I'm a dummy. So like it was just me jumping into the world of like places that help animals and, you know, making it funny, doing that. It was kind of an offshoot of a show I did for a cable channel uh, back in the day. Uh, and so and and then one of the episodes we did, a couple of them won some awards and some film festivals, uh, including Best Director at the Oregon Documentary Film Festival. And would you believe it? James, I'm teasing another part of the featured story. <laughs> There's a featured story about how tease. the quasi-death of David's Ark uh, led to something really cool. Okay. So, but it's it, it still lives somewhat. We still may do it, but we where can we had people some find nibbles. it? It's on YouTube. I, we put all the episodes okay. on YouTube. Okay. The one that won a bunch of awards. If you're gonna watch one, um, watch the Marine Mammal Center one. You literally can just type in David. Studebaker or David's Ark, like Noah's Ark, and then Marine Mammal Center, okay. it'll pop up. Or you can go to my website, davidstudebaker.com, and it'll have all the episodes, a bunch of the episodes there. But uh, but yeah, the Marine Mammal Center one, that's the one that won a lot of the, and that was kind of our pilot that then got us, you know, almost on a big streaming network and yada yada. So wow, that wow, was wow. David's Ark. Well, it's time. It's time for you to tell some of these stinking stories. I want to hear the story of you getting punched. In the oh, face. of course. I So, yeah, I did 24 shows. They were separated out, but 24 shows total last year on the Margaritaville cruise ship. Oh, boy. Um, oh, and, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's yeah. basically a floating bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or a floating Motel 6, whatever. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm going to hold. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. You can look on YouTube and you can see the reviews. Uh, so uh, He doesn't work for him I, anymore. We say what he wants. Yeah, right. So uh, they do. So it's a two night cruise. Usually I do eight nights in a row and there's a show every night. So they go back and forth between Palm Beach um, and a very sad port in the Bahamas. Um, and so the first Don't night get off the boat. Yeah, I literally, you know, it's funny. I ironically say that I in 24 shows, I got off the boat two times uh, and I I just walked and then I got back on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and Margarito doesn't even have access to the nice cruise port unless there's another ship there uh so uh yeah so where was that yeah so they do two shows so the first night is a kid-friendly show and then the second night is an adults only show Mm. and um Mm. and the night i got punched by the way they would do the show the kid-friendly show it was like it was 10 30 p.m at night or 10 p.m at night on a booze Mm. cruise wow which i not a lot of kids you know at that show um, yeah, and, I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, there weren't a lot of kids on that ship in general. I mean, I'd walk around and I, I would see a kid. I'm like, what are you doing here? I mean, this is where you go to get, you know, hammered and, you know, like. Sipping on a pina colada. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So uh, I, so I, before I come back, so it's a, like a big theater. It's a gorgeous theater. Um, and there's like, you know, there, uh, there's no security though. Okay. In this 500 seat theater, which they tell me is actually standard for some cruise ships. I don't know. Uh, but the host comes out for the kid friendly show and it's, you know, this is just, you know, one of their hosts, not like a comedian. So I'm coming out cold and I had to do two completely separate sets, um, each night. Mm. So, uh, the host comes out 
And this is how that night they introduced me. They go, who here wants to see some adults-only comedy? And the whole theater roars. And then they go, well, you came on the wrong night. This is the kid show. And the whole theater boos. Okay. And now David Studebaker. <laughs> so... <laughs> thanks so, guy yeah exactly yeah so uh i so i come and what i'm trying to do to kind of change the energy after the booing is i'd have the the play music and i would i would go into the audience and kind of high five dance a little bit and then walk back on stage well as i'm walking back to the stage there's a guy sitting to my right and as i pat about to pass him he has this crazy look in his eyes <laughs> And he, and he shouts at me, I'm going to punch you in the nuts. And I'm like, okay, wow, nice to meet you, sir. Uh, and, and so I'm like, no, you're not. And I turn, and he, he haymakers me, uppercut, in the butt. So... And now, and so now I'm like, okay, what do I do? Like, I don't want to ruin, I don't want to get in a fight with this guy and ruin it for the four kids who are there to yeah. see the show. So I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to be a pro. Yeah, I'm going to soldier on. So I get on stage. <laughs> But the whole time I'm on stage, I'm looking over, and this guy still has this crazy, angry look in his eyes, staring at me. He's so angry. I don't know. And so, and he's and so, like, finally, I'm like, oh yeah, there's the guy who wanted to punch me in the nuts. And he stands up and he shouts, "Yeah!" And I'll do it again. And he runs out of the theater. Wow. Well, well, now I'm on a floating prison with this psychopath who's just roaming (laughs) around anywhere on that ship. Puncher. Yeah, exactly. And so there was a woman next to him, and I was like, who was sitting next to him, was, do you know who that guy is? She's like, no, I've never seen him before in my life. Well, it turns out security later said, that is his wife. That is his wife. She just, maybe not for long, I don't know. So so then- No, what what now? Who? I missed that. during the show, like uh-huh. there was a woman sitting next to him, who who was and after he stormed out, I was like, "Do you know who that guy is?" Oh, and she's like, "No, I've never seen him before in <laughs> life. I don't know who that guy is." And it turns out, later security said that's his wife. They, oh. they, they showed me her picture on the like the room key. <laughs> I wouldn't claim him either. Yeah, right. I don't never so, seen him before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then, security is okay. Tomorrow night, we will have a security presence at your show. Oh, I'm like, okay. Thanks. Yeah, right. Thank you. So I get, I start my set. Two minutes into my set, I look up and I see the security because they're way off in the back. I see them run out of the theater. And I'm like, okay, that's Whoops. comforting. Uh, it turns out there was like a like a nine-person brawl in the casino. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know if the nut puncher tried to play blackjack or something. I don't know. Uh, she doesn't but, work. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, yeah, so needless to say, um, I am uh, not complaining that I, I don't do the Margaritaville cruise ship anymore. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that couple. I just imagine their <laughs> yeah, wedding. He's, he's down yeah, at the right. front, and the pastor's like, we've gathered here today. I'm going to punch you in the nuts. You yeah. know? <laughs> I know. I, that solution. I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, I've heard kids say that to me before, so I guess maybe. Well. Yeah, right. And the thing is, like, as I kind of mulled it over afterwards, I think initially he thought he was being really funny. Uh, like, he just may have like one of those faces <laughs> that it has just crazy looking face. Yeah. And hmm. so, and then when I was like, "No, like, you're not going to punch me in the nuts." No, you're not. I think he got mad that I got mad at him threatening to punch me in the nuts, <laughs> and then that's why. He was like angry, and then and then and then especially since I called him out on stage, 
further ang- angered and ran out. Cause then, and then like later, like, cause the security tracked him down and he was just like sitting in the lounge, just like, just watching <laughs> these ladies dance and do karaoke. It was very, it was very weird. I don't know. I just, it, it, yeah, not, not, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> wow, man. I, I think you should go on some sort of list if you, yeah. if you're that guy. <laughs> You know, they, yeah. they put pedophiles on lists. You know, if you're a nut puncher, you should have to wear a T-shirt or something Yeah, just to warn people. Yeah. Well, and the and the other thing about it, too, why, like, I was extra on high alert is, I you know, I, you're, you're in, the, in C, and the laws are different there. Like, the, I, like, people say, like, actual, like, legit private investigators and, and people like that will say, like, if you want to murder someone, do it on a cruise ship. Oh, no. Because uh-huh. it is – because – there it's the laws you're just you're not you're not under american jurisdiction and the and who investigates what happened sometimes can be tricky and so it just it Mm. depends on the cruise ship it depends on where you're sailing but yeah it's so that's also where like you know i mean like they do have a metal detector coming in like i wasn't worried about you know anything like that but it's just it's not a, you're stuck like if it's a comedy club like you know there's actually if you want to go on my tiktok at studebaker comedy or my instagram at david studebaker there's a very recent video it's like the most recent or second most recent or third video of a woman who who towards the end of my set just that just stormed the stage and but she just wanted to like tell a really bad joke and she was very hammered and oh. and so like in that situation you know, I, and I didn't get mad. It was fine. Like it was okay. I, you know, you'll see how I handled it in there. But, um, but in that situation, like I get to leave that club and like go home or my to my hotel afterwards. Uh, you, so, whereas like a cruise ship, I'm like I'm in that fishbowl. Yeah, you know, all stuck. the time. I I go to the to get food. I go everywhere, and you're in long hallways. You're stuck. It's it's just so that. Um, was not comforting. Okay, uh, I would say I I I want to let you go soon, but there is one story that we happen to have submitted that might be connected to your nut puncher guy. Yeah, maybe this it. is a tale from his childhood. All right, Asher. <laughs> yeah, maybe Asher Coombs sent this in. He said three years ago at a Christian summer camp, I was volunteering at. I was in the kitchen and we were standing around waiting for a couple minutes for the kids to come in, and one of the cooks' kids told me. I bet I could get you on the ground. He was like 12. So I assumed that he would try to tackle me. And I took the bet. He was wearing heavy hiking boots. and He reared back his leg and kicked me squarely in the junk. (laughs) So good Lordy pants. It hurt like mad, but I, I bet he couldn't get me on the ground and I wouldn't go down in shame. So I chased him down with adrenaline, holding the pain at bay for seconds. I took his hat from his head and I slapped him around with it, but I didn't do anything because I didn't want to injure the child. And I didn't want that added to my offenses at camp, but here's the (laughs) kicker pun intended. When I peed a couple of minutes later, there was a definite red tent in the stream. No, (laughs) I can't imagine that was normal. Mm. So I learned that day. That if a guy says he can get you down, his first target is the junk, and he's probably had practice, (laughs) so he knows what he's doing, Asher Coombs. I'd like to thank you for being on the show. Tell everybody where they can find you. 
Oh, yeah. Well, th- first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you to the chat. I mean, listen, Montag putting the link to the Audible in the He's Discord amazing. chat. What a hero, Montag. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the Not a Man VIP Trapnell uh, for uh, getting it on the wish list. Uh, or no, uh, someone just left. I don't know what happened. Someone left the Discord as I was thanking them. Uh, they don't like being complimented in the chat. <laughs> all I want to say is thank you. The chat's been really cool. I've been enjoying it. You, got, the, you rock in the chat. Which actually, that's a quick thing too. Uh, I I do a lot of I still do a lot of virtual shows on on Zoom, like corporate events. Uh, which an hour long show alone on Zoom is a special kind of performance purgatory. Wow! Uh, but uh, unless you want to hire me, in which case I love it. It's my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. Please hire yeah. me uh, for your company's <laughs> event. Uh, but uh, but no, I so but I do I actually do really enjoy some comedians don't, but I really enjoy this format. I, it was awesome being on with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. And where you can find me, my website davidstudebaker.com. Just my name, David and Studebaker, like the car. Instagram at David Studebaker, uh, TikTok at Studebaker Comedy, YouTube at Studebaker Comedy, I believe. But if you just search David Studebaker and Comedy, you'll see my channel will pop yeah. up. Yeah. Um, Facebook at Studebaker Comedy. I only use my my personal one. That's where like all my stuff is. I, I there is like a David Studebaker page that there's like twelve followers. I never use it. I don't. I, I it it lives on its own. Um, it's a long story. We won't get into it. I've bored you enough, but yes, thank you so much. Uh, this, oh yeah. And and I guess I'm on Twitter or X at David Studebaker. I also post on that once every seven to eight years. Uh, but sometimes I do, so it'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. This has been truly a blast. This is such an awesome podcast. And wow. uh, honored to be here. Thank you, John and James. And right. get Lone Star Lance, please. Yes. The diapers, they're expensive. Diapers. Come on Audible. Amazon. It's, true. <laughs> it's 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 generous donations like you that keep the Studebaker Diaper Foundation alive. All right. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much. This was a blast. Awesome. Go. Awesome. Have a good evening. Thank you so much. You All too. Right. All we have left really is to choose our winner. So, um, yeah, they only had two stories and yeah. my favorite was the first my favorite one. was Eden. Yeah. yeah Eden's Eden. story was awesome. All right, Eden, you're a winner. So congratulations. Yeah. Yes. All the way up there in Helena, Montana. That's the capital, I think, right? Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for Montana. us to get the heck out of Dodge. Thank you so much, everybody. Do you have a funny life story? Could you use an extra 50 bucks? I bet you could. Submit your story at thatstory.show where you can also find links to our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Discord. We're even on TikTok now. And if you love the show, spread the love by leaving an iTunes review. Special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Kerry Wright, and Christopher Tynan. And remember, if something weird, painful, or embarrassing happens to you like being punched in the nuts, don't get stressed. Don't get depressed. Just turn around so they can punch you in the butt instead and think, hey, this belongs on that story show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John. (laughs) Thanks, James. Thanks, David, wherever you went. Yeah. It was too soon. It was too soon. (laughs) Maybe we can call him back. David Studebaker, I miss him like a Laker. He's not a basketball player because he was too white like a salt shaker. (laughs) Hey, I did it. I pulled it off. Yeah. All right.
Sing about Eden being able to buy some new clothes. I don't know if I have time. Let's see. Eden's so wet. She needs some new clothes. She needs a new skirt and blouse and pantyhose. She got them soaked in some pee water as thick as she could. But you know what? It didn't do no good. Cause her daddy probably saw her while she ran across the hall. You flatten against the wall, trying to keep from falling. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.